Hey, welcome to the Brazos Point Living Room. We are so glad you're listening, <laughs> and we have a returning guest. Amigo. <laughs> returning amigo. You're out one week, and you become yeah. a guest. Yeah, wow. Uh, Michelle was really sad last week. I was very sad. She had sad. laryngitis. Yeah, you had no voice, so I had we no didn't voice. just kick you off. Uh, but we loved Andrew. Oh, Andrew I know. I love Andrew, too. I'm sad it, we couldn't be four amigos. <laughs> Well, he's not here today. I only have three mics. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own mic. You can yeah. be on the podcast. And we're not sharing. All right. Well, this week is high school retreat, and we have a guest speaker coming, uh, Marquise Cox, and he's going to be great or sick, as Greg likes to say. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, so we don't necessarily have questions this week for our small groups for us to discuss, but I have some of his points that I just want us to lead us into a short discussion on today, and we're going to kind of make this up as we go. But my first real thought uh, is this, what was a time that you gave into peer pressure? <laughs> How much time do you I'm have? Looking at Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, gosh, I'd say eighth through twelfth grade. <laughs> and a little the bit, whole, the whole thing. A little bit, the first couple of years of college. No. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I don't remember like doing anything I didn't want to do. <laughs> like, is it peer pressure? If you wanted to, maybe. I think it's still peer pressure. Yeah. I well, here's the thing. I can't. Couldn't. I think present tense, I could turn down a dare. So one of the worst times I can remember actually happened in your parents' front yard, Randy. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Do you remember this at all? Your parents had some kind of political sign. Oh, yes, I do. In their front yard. And it was like one of the big legit ones. Like it had metal posts holding it in the ground. And I think I They lived said, on a busy road. Yes. Yeah. I think I said something along the lines of... Do you think I could run into that and knock it over? And some, I thought I of course could. It was <laughs> like I really did think it was a no-brainer. I wasn't offering to do it. I just thought it was a no-brainer. And everybody else didn't think I could, or they said they didn't think they, that I could. <laughs> and so I took off at that thing, and it was like hitting a brick wall. <laughs> you ran into it, it not through threw it. threw me about 10 feet back, and it was bad, and anyway. You were, what, would you say the bad idea friend, or the one that was on the other side of bad idea friends, or both? She's the um, run into the sign friend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't... I don't think I was uh, the victim of peer pressure. I can't think of mm -hmm. a single time. <laughs> you, you are a self-admitted little Pharisee, Pharisee yeah, yeah. self-righteous. A little bit. And strong convictions. That's, that's the positive that's spin, right? That's the positive spin. No, I, uh, I mean, I guess maybe the, in Boy Scouts, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I fell into some peer pressure. Michelle, I don't think Michelle listened last week, but I, you talk about Boy Scouts often, but then you also said, I don't know my directions. <laughs> I didn't say I was a good one. I just said I was Eagle one. Eagle Scout. I'm an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we, we, we probably did things with fire. That we shouldn't have and pressured each other into like jumping through mm. campfires and stuff like that putting things in campfires you shouldn't mm -hmm. i have a fire issue <laughs> <laughs> pyro 
I was often the victim of peer pressure. Uh, I think one of the worst ones was uh, my senior prank we pulled. Uh, I just got pulled into for sure. We decided to go to our rival high school. And uh, things have changed these days. <laughs> but <laughs> we uh, painted uh, part of their school, their parking lot, their football field. Wow. The colors of a different school. <laughs> oh, genius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to throw the scent off and make them yeah. think someone else came. But like oh, graffiti, like you painted good. the physical building and such. Maybe that's criminal. Yeah, this was a different day, Randy. Uh, the different colors. That's that's yeah. good. That is good. <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was your idea, but he said he was pulled into this. Yeah, I was pulled into this with all the ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Paintbrush in hand. I was pulled into it because I we knew did what to get do. caught. So. <laughs> you did get caught. Oh, yeah. What was the consequence? We don't want to talk about it. It's oh. not on my record, though. Okay. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Who was oh. your attorney? <laughs> I didn't need one. Uh, well, we've all experienced peer pressure before, even if Randy doesn't admit to it. But uh, the reason I wanted to talk about that is because Marquise this week with High School Retreat is walking students through the idea of fearlessness. And uh, on Sunday morning, specifically, he's in Daniel chapter 13 in the story of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Three people who were openly pressured to worship a false idol. And instead, they chose to worship their true God, the one true God. And because of that, they received consequences and uh, there was a lot of public pressure. And even their lives on the line for them to, to worship um, a false idol. So um, some of the points that Marquise makes, I think, are really interesting. And he kind of says there is a correlation uh, between our reverence for God and some of these other things. And so here's a couple of the thoughts he said that I want us to have a conversation about. But he said, a low reverence for God leads to a high reverence of people's opinions. And a low reverence for God leads to a high reverence of independence. What do you think about those statements? I think it's true, um, which is great because I'm glad Marquise is preaching truth. Yeah. Um, but the first one really uh, captures my attention. Uh, a low reverence for God leads to a higher reverence for the opinions of others. And I think that's particularly true uh, in regards to our identity as mm -hmm. people, like as individuals. You know, And if you, if you don't value the truth of what God says about you and who you are and who you aren't and all those things, it makes you super susceptible to place a lot of weight on what others think about you. Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes me think of idols. I was reading um, a book just today, just this morning, that um, I'm walking through with my two college girls, and it said, you know, when we say idols, we think of this kind of story of not bowing mm -hmm. down to, like, a literal, like, statue of something, and we think, okay, easy. But um, the way the author... Uh, J.P. Pokluda said it was that an idol is anything that becomes too important, mm. anything that becomes more important than God. And so if you're allowing anything else, and for me, probably the opinion of others, um, you know, because being somewhat of a people pleaser, that is a tendency for me, like that can become an idol for sure. And I don't want to think of that as being because I have a low reverence for God, because I think I have a high reverence for God. But if I'm honest, there are times when I might let something else become more important at times, and then I really have to have to 
work at that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you took the conversation in the direction of idols, right? Because uh, I think the word reverence is powerful mm-hmm. to revere, to mm-hmm. bow down before, mm-hmm. to worship, to have awe towards, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think we can be guilty of revering other people's opinions. Yep. Yeah, I, I I really like that he tied these two together and, and explains that there's a correlation there. I think often we can think, yeah, maybe I just think I, I care too much about what people think. But he ties them in a way that's like, it is absolutely tied to my reverence for God. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't often think about it. I think maybe it's a character trait, maybe it's a weakness, something to work on. But it really does yeah. rise to the level often of like, what is most Thin important? Issue. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is like, what falls into the category of people other than God? Uh, you. Mm-hmm. Even even our own opinions of mm-hmm. ourself should be submitted to and surrendered to the truth of mm-hmm. what God says. Mm-hmm. Well, he reads uh, two verses in Daniel 3 that I want to highlight. Uh, and I think they're, they're really, really important. And one of the things, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those are just, I always thought those were the funniest names in the Bible. And they're good names. Uh, yeah, they are good. Uh, Rack, Shack, and Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you tales. Uh, verse 16, or verse 18. Here's what they say. Uh, they're saying we. They're essentially saying we trust that God will save us. But verse eighteen. But even if He does not, we want you to know, Your Majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of the gold of gold you have set up. And I think in that one verse, there is so much. They're saying we trust our God is capable, but even if He doesn't, we will not serve your idol. I think that verse is one of the treasures of scripture. Yep, mm-hmm. me too. And I mean, that's like life verse kinds of stuff, you yeah. know? Because man, I want to live in that space where it's like, I believe in God with great faith and have enough faith to believe that even if he doesn't, mm. he's still good and in control. And even if he doesn't, what we still have is him. We still have his presence. And like, if, if we know how the rest of the story goes, we know that they literally had his visible presence in there with them. Mm. I think it's also kind of speaks to one of the sweet things about the Bible, because the Bible is so good to give us so many examples of what not to do. <laughs> uh, but in Rack Shack and Benny here, man, you got a, a good example of, of what to do. And I think the Bible helps us to see like how God so frequently uses imperfect people, mm-hmm. but you also have these imperfect people who serve as a really awesome example of faith. Mm. Yeah. It really is such a powerful example of what it looks like for followers of Jesus to walk through difficult things. And I trust that he can, but he won't always say yes to these requests mm. or these answers, but I still believe he's good. And even if he doesn't, I will worship him. And it's just such... I think it also helps us think about where we shake out on when we do great and exciting things for God at the risk of failing. Mm. You know, it's like, man, I'm going to charge into this future that I believe God has called me into. Um, and I'm going to do it with confidence. And if it works out exactly the way I hope it does, that glorifies him and is for my, you know, perceived good, mm-hmm. uh, great. And if not, man, if I fail and fall on my mm. face and this doesn't go the way I hope, then yeah. I'm still going to be even obedient. If even if not. Yeah. Mm. What I'm noticing today, like, you know, Randy said, we've got this example in these guys. And what I'm noticing about what they did today, and it makes sense that they said this before the fire. They said, even if not before the fire. Mm -hmm. But I think what that teaches me is that that really is a mindset I need to adopt 
every day. Like, don't wait until you're in the fire <laughs> to mm -hmm. think, okay, God, save me. Also, even if not, okay, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's a mindset going so that when the fires come, we've mm. got it. That's so good, Michelle. I'm glad you got your voice back. <laughs> <laughs> but we loved Andrew. Right, yeah, we, we love you, Drew. <laughs> Andrew, you're welcome next week. Bring he doesn't listen. He told us he doesn't listen. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't listen to him. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, well, just the last few thoughts I had, some of his points, uh, I thought were interesting. He said they had a reverence for God even though they were teenagers. And I think that's such a powerful make to, a powerful point to make to our students. I mean, these are young people, and they've got such faith uh, in God and His ability, um, and even if He doesn't. He also said they had reverence for God even though they were in the minority. The whole nation is, is bowing mm -hmm. down, and they are absolutely the minority. Gosh, And just seriously. imagine the pressure. Uh, not only for their life, but even before this, everyone's looking at them. Man, if I'm being honest, I th I almost think this is going to sound weird, but like I've got, I don't know. I think that if it was either do this or get thrown in the fire, I actually think I would have an easier time like going against that than just the fact that everybody else around me is bowing down like to me that's the bigger threat is that bowing down the peer pressure the peer pressure like the, literally she's more afraid of living every other... being the only one that oh you're saying like burned give me fire, fire. <laughs> yeah i think yeah, i give am me death. that's weird huh <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you got your voice back <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I just think it was good. And then kind of the last thing he had to say, uh, your internal reverence will carry you through external circumstances. And what's going on inside and, and what God is building and establishing within you is what carries you through the difficulty on the outside, your external circumstances. Yeah. So, and I think that's that's so good. So like the, the title of the whole retreat, the theme of the whole retreat is fearless and teaching our students to live fearless because of their faith in Christ. And, uh, and man, I think that speaks to it. It's like in the face of circumstances, what does it look like for our fears to be submitted to our faith and to mm -hmm. the reality of, of who, who we are in Christ and what that means for our identity, for our future. And yeah, it's huge stuff, not just for students, but for adults too. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited. It's good. Any last thoughts, Shelly? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm still really still bothered about <laughs> by myself. <laughs> don't ever put me in a situation where it's me against the world. <laughs> I was just thinking about my peer pressure of like jumping through campfires. Well, yeah. We literally did it. I, I, yeah. I'll explain it to you. Literally. So we'll, everyone listening now knows, Shelly, that all they have to do is put a little pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you're saying is when you're talking about, you know, um, internalizing this stuff, I think that that's my takeaway. That's my um, big next step is to really internalize that phrase, even if not, maybe I'll make a shirt. Tattoo. Ooh. That's a tattoo. <gasps> <laughs> that is a tattoo. And if not, even if he doesn't. Joseph, let's go get tattoos. <laughs> do it. Let's, let's pressure do it, do Randy it, into coming. It. I have no business getting a tattoo. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fear thing. It's a ability to pull it off thing. Why do you think you have to pull it off? That's just, peer pressure in itself. I just don't think I have that ethos about me. That's peer pressure. What's peer pressure? Who says? That you don't, who says who what says? your ethos is? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. 
Let's let's put it to a vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please come up and tell us if Randy should get a tattoo. <laughs> I don't think so. Is it Ashley? She shouldn't get one either, if that's what you're asking. We're just not, we're just not a tattoo people. I got nothing against tattoos. I just don't think I can pull it off. Mm, I doubt that, but you could. Hmm. Well, what if I get like? And I don't know. If, I'm with them. <laughs> what, it was like a word puzzle. It's like and if, and then a, a, an Eagle Scout knot under it. You know, and or if not. north, south, east, and west. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, you missed it. But I always Andrew, know where North is. Andrew didn't know left from right. <laughs> I heard about this in my small group because this is the first time I've podcasted since small group started back, and we are loving it. Um, we're having the best time. Anyway, we talked about. Did y'all talk about holding up your hands? Yeah, people in our small group had never heard that. Really? Yeah. Huh. You're welcome. <laughs> Changing lives. <laughs> Changing lives. lives. And if not. Well, thanks so much for listening. We got a short one this week, but we're excited about Sunday and look forward to you catching up next week as we kick back off in the Gospel of John. Love you guys. We'll see you next week.